Hey, well, we're really excited about a great friend of Hope Center. Um, you know, the long-haired lout. <laughs> the, the surfer who surfs natural waves and Holy Ghost waves. A great revivalist. An awesome communicator. Great friend of ours. Hey, why don't you put your hands together. Give a great Hope Center welcome to Matt Lansdowne. Thanks so much, Matt. Wow. Long, long-haired lout. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. A long-haired lout. Um, you know, I have had other people call me that before too, but um, mainly when I had long hair as a teenager. But Jesus. Jesus also had long hair. Would you call him a long-haired lout? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father. <clears throat> wow. Wow. I'm just looking. It's Sarah, right? That was a. Was, are you here? Ah, you're right in front of me. Far out. For some reason, I thought you were wearing a blue top. That shows the power of my observation. Uh, <laughs> wow. On my long hair, just <laughs> you know, I, I I've got a word for you. It also is for the worship team, and it kind of is also for the church. But I feel like you and the worship team. Um, but but I but I, I it's something particular about you. Uh, have a spearhead role to play in what I'm about to say. Don't don't misdiagnose the origin of the pressure that you feel. Sometimes we can um, feel like, man, this, this is like coming from that way or coming from this way, and, and you can do warfare against this or that. But sometimes what you feel is actually the, <clears throat> the feeling of your own growth and your promotion in the Lord pushing up against the ceilings of restriction that are around you that you're about to break through. And I want to let you know that you're in a season of promotion. And the worship team is in a season of promotion, and the church is in a season of promotion. But there's something interesting about you, actually, in this. And I was, in, I was asking the Lord about the goldfish image. And I was just thinking, I like that image, but interesting. And I love goldfishes. In fact, I've seen a goldfish raised from the dead before. Did you hear, hear that story? It was, it's a cool story. It was dead for eight hours in a rubbish bin, shriveled up and dry, with no water, in a plastic bag. And we prayed, and God, God filled the plastic bag with water supernaturally. And the goldfish started to swim around in the water. And it was actually a prophetic word for the church, but it was pretty cool. So I do like goldfish. But, um, but I, I was just thinking about goldfish and goldfish bowls. And I was thinking about the fact that you're actually not a goldfish. But there's a bowl that you're going to break. And um, the, f the size of the fish is often determined by the size of the bowl that it's put in, or the size of the environment that it's put in, and the tide is rising. And there are, there are ocean-going fish that have been stuck in rock pools for a little while. And as the tide comes in, there's going to be no more rock pools. There's just going to be a wide-open ocean. And you're going to find your feet in this next season. And, there's, um, and, and uh, there's something about what you mentioned as well, Paul, about a fresh unity coming to the body of Christ in this region. And I see you and the worship team and this church being instrumental in um, spearheading um, things 
that will bring the body of Christ together for a greater purpose. And there's this dynamic, and I've been hearing it again and again and again, and I can't get it off my mind. One puts a thousand to flight, but two ten thousand. And three a hundred thousand. There's there's not it's not addition, it's exponential multiplication. And there's 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 compounding interest coming to the body of Christ. There's like this this exponential uplift coming to the body of Christ and worship is at the absolute epicenter of it and so can we just um, again I know you've already done this but can we just point our hands towards the worship team right now um, and I'm just picking on you because as when I looked at you that this that this is what came in me so there's something about you I don't know what your role in the worship team is but there's actually something about you so Jesus, 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 Jesus. I just released right now a spirit of breakthrough that breaks every glass ceiling and every wall that would add pressure. And I declare freedom to grow, freedom to fill the shoes that you're wearing, freedom to grow, freedom to supernaturally grow into the calling that's on your life for this season. Ooh, I just declare the oil of the anointing going into your mind right now, resetting your mindset, resetting your mindset for the season ahead. And I declare a spirit of refreshing on you. Ooh. Energy from God. Energy from heaven to run. Hmm. And that you would feel the appreciation of God. Ooh. Holy Spirit. Wow. Shukalababa. Holy Spirit. I, I'm, I, I really feel, I really feel like there's going to be this, this beginning of like citywide and regionwide events that you guys are going to be um, instrumental in spearheading. I really feel that. I feel like that there's going to be, it's the, what God is about to do is going to be too much for one rock pool. It's going to be too much for one rock pool. There's, there's, it's just going to be too much for one rock pool. And there's going to be a pressure to work together. And it's a pressure from heaven. It's a pressure from heaven. I really feel like you're going to be doing regional things. This um, Billy Graham son thing is, is Franklin Graham. Is I knew that. <laughs> is This Franklin Graham thing, it, it, it's, it's a beginning of something. And I know things have happened in the past. I'm not saying this is necessarily entirely new, but it's entirely new. It, it's something, is, uh, there's, I, I believe, in fact, we're going to just speak to this right now. But I believe that God is actually disarming a territorial spirit in the church. And, 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 I, and I, I believe that there's going to be people that... that um, that pioneer the way forward, and the way, and they're, they're they're modeling and they're pioneering the way of humility. And I'm reminded, I was actually I felt to listen to the final quest, while we were just uh, um, which is the Rick Joyner book about a vision that he had. I haven't listened to it or thought about it for like 15 years, but I felt like I, I want to listen to it with my daughters. And so we started listening to it. And in the in the final quest, he has this vision, and one of the um, one of the requirements to get to the, the, there's levels in the mountain that it's all about this mountain and climbing this mountain of the Lord and this, 
end times army and the spiritual warfare that's happening in the spiritual realm. And it's cool. If you haven't heard it or listened to it or read it, you should. But without going into too much detail, there's, um, God was calling him higher on this mountain. But the only way to get higher was to wear this particular cloak. And it was a brown cloak. It didn't look like much at all. It looked actually not so great. It looked bad. Um, and it was a cloak of humility. And it was the only way that he could go up the levels of the mountain. And there's a humility coming on the leadership of the body of Christ. And it's not as if there was necessarily a pride beforehand, but there's a humility coming. And, it, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we just, we just speak to this region right now. And we declare to that territorial spirit right now that your influence is up. And we break the power of that territorial spirit in the name of Jesus over this Wellington region. And we declare a spirit, a spirit of unity. We declare a spirit of unity. I believe that there's like an angelic being with the name unity that's assigned to this region. We declare a spirit of unity over this region in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe that some of you in this room are going to begin to get dreams of things happening in this region. I just encourage you to bring those dreams to the leadership team of this church. And there's strategy coming from heaven. There's actually practical steps coming from heaven as to how to walk this word out. Jesus. I've just got a couple of things I want to say. To be honest, I I mean, I don't want to speak prematurely, but I was going to say, I don't think I'm going to speak for long. But then again, (laughs) I'm 40 years old. I have got to know me a little bit by now, and (laughs) it generally doesn't work out for me. But it seems like I may not speak for as long as I would have. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but I, I believe that, um, that this, this evening there's a grace to open eyes and ears. And there's, um, there's a, a grace to bring to remembrance some of the things that you may have forgotten. I believe that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring to remembrance the things that Jesus has said and taught. That's one of the things Jesus said. When the Spirit comes, He will bring to remembrance. He will remind you what I said. And the Spirit is here, and He's bringing to remembrance. He wants to remind individuals and you as a church of some of the things that He said to you for a purpose. Um, we're in, and you heard me, if you were here this morning, you heard me speak about the wave. I won't go into that, but we're in a season right now where we're, uh, the way the kingdom works is it goes from glory to glory to glory. That's the way it works. Glory to glory to glory to glory. We go from glory to glory. And we have had amazing moves of God on planet Earth. We, God has done amazing things. That We have a glorious inheritance in the saints. This is, uh, if you look back on church history and you look back on some of the revivals, and if you don't do that or you haven't done that, then I encourage you to because it is outstanding to read about, to study about, to look at, to meditate on the things God has done. It's not just an information gathering um, exercise. It's actually a way of plumbing yourself into a spirit of prophecy. 
of plumbing yourself into the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is grace from God to do something that you couldn't do before you received the grace. It's powerful. It's empowerment from heaven to fulfill a particular purpose. And so when you look back, when you, when you read the prophet Isaiah, when you look back at the life of St. Patrick, when you look back at these different lives, John G. Lake, when you look at these different lives, when you, when you look at the things that God has done in the past, you need to realize that you're part of the same body, that this is your actual inheritance. And so it's important to realize you're plumbed into that thing. This is not just information that you look at and go, wow, that's a cool history of that particular church. No, that's your family history, and that's your inheritance. You are a partaker alongside with Jesus of that same inheritance. Oh, that's pretty cool. So we have seen some amazing moves of God in church history. But we've been in a little bit of a lull. And, and there's nothing wrong with a lull. That's just the way it works. Ebbs and flows. And God's still in the lull. I mean, I, I, believe we, I believe personally we've been in a lull since the 90s. Now, I got born again in 2001. <laughs> so I haven't even been in a wave yet. But I, I've, I've seen a goldfish raised from the dead, as you just heard. I've seen um, tumors pop out of people's bodies and literally explode out of people's bodies. I've seen deaf ears open up, blind. I've seen, I've seen God move through. I've seen the hospital wards cleared out. I've seen been in meetings where every single pe person has been healed. I've seen angels. I've had encounters that I would have never been able to dream I would ever possibly have before I got born again. God is good. I've heard his audible voice. I've seen people fly across rooms. I've seen people delivered of Parkinson's disease. I've seen God do things. I've seen God come into the lives of people that you, you would never. I've seen souls turn to Paul's. I've seen things in a lull. <laughs> It's not like God is not doing stuff in a lull. But it just makes me encouraged to think, what, what's it going to be like when the wave comes? I mean, I read those stories of the Azusa Street Revival and the, the glory cloud and the little kids running around with bottles, putting the cloud of the glory in the bottles and trying to bottle the glory to take home with them. And the accounts of body parts forming in front of people's eyes, bones coming out and muscles coming around the bones and then sinews and, and skin and... Ah! Oh. <laughs> There's a wave coming. There's a wave coming. And I believe that right now, in that context of what I've just said, I believe that there's a role that we have to play and I, I spoke about an aspect of it this morning, which is that God's giving us space to dig wells. That, we're, that we have, a, we have a I believe, a commissioning from heaven to dig wells of prayer. That God's going to start to give individuals and groups and, and churches a gift of hunger. And our response to that is to take that hunger into the space of prayer. To not be disappointed when it's not a McDonald's drive-through scenario and you just don't get it overnight, but to take that hunger into space of prayer and to use that hunger to dig a well in the spirit until you reach that that water source, until it starts springing up inside of you and flowing through you. There's there's a there's a commissioning to pray in this season, and there always has been before every single move of God that there ever has been. This is how it always has been. The other thing 
I want to talk about the other side of the equation, the other side of the coin right now, of the, the next thing, and it runs alongside what I, what I spoke this morning. But there is a John the Baptist dynamic about this season. In other words, the same dynamic that was on the prophet John the Baptist is currently, that same commissioning, that same mantle is currently on the church right now in the world. John the Baptist came onto the scene just after 400 years of silence, just after a 400-year lull. Now, I'm not saying we have not had a 400-year lull. We've had a lull, not a 400-year lull. But John the Baptist came onto the scene after a 400-year lull. And he came, and he became a voice on the earth, a prophetic voice the voice of heaven on the earth. He spoke the words that came from the throne room, the words from heaven. He spoke them on the earth and it ushered in the King of Kings. There is a John the Baptist responsibility that we have in this moment to, to speak the word. And you're going to start to see not just a unity in the church, but a unity amongst the prophets in this next season. You're going to begin to see that, that uh, there has been some prophets saying this and other prophets saying that in the last season. But you're going to start to see a divine alignment of prophetic voices where everyone's going to start saying the same thing all the time. And sometimes some of you might, uh, are going to get to the point where you might even be like, I am tired of hearing the same thing again and again and again and again and again and again. But there's going to be this thing on the prophets like, we're not changing the story. We're not, we're not going to make up our own words. This is what we heard and this is what we speak. And there's going to be a divine alignment of the prophetic voice because there's something powerful about the, about the word in this season. John 1.23, I'm going to, you can read it in whatever translation you like, but I'm going to give you... The message translation, which some of you would more consider a commentary, but nonetheless, it's very good for this particular verse. And I do like the message translation or commentary, whichever way around you want to see it. Um, I've been in trouble from reading, uh, by, of, with reading from this in the past, but nonetheless, I'm going to do it anyway. It's John 1, 2, 3, John the Baptist. And he says, John the Baptist says this about himself. I am thunder in the desert. Oh. I am thunder in the desert. Make the road straight for God. I am doing what the prophet Isaiah preached. There's two things I want to pull out of this right now. It's one thing to hear a word. It's, not, it's one thing to receive a word, but it's another thing to live a word out. It's one thing to hear, another thing to do. If you have faith, we should see it in your doing. There, there are people here, you have received words. And this is a season where it's time for you to step into those words. If the words were shoes, it's time to put the shoes on. It's time to walk in your word. It's time to do what the prophet prophesied. As individuals and as a church, it's time to do what the prophet prophesied. It's time to do what heaven has said. This is a season to do what heaven has said. And the other dynamic I want to pull out of this is that we as a church and as individuals are called to be thunder in the desert. What is thunder in the desert? First of all, 
A desert is a dry place with no life. And it has no life because it's dry, and it's dry because it has no rain. What comes after thunder? Rain. What comes after rain? Life. What happens to a desert when life comes? It stops being a desert. It becomes a fertile, fruitful place. There are deserts that are about to become fertile, fruitful places. And our role in the season is to be thunder in the desert. It's not to leave the desert. It's not to ignore the desert. It's not to go to someplace nicer. <laughs> it's to stay in the desert, to be in the desert, to stand in the desert, and to believe better things for the desert, to listen to what heaven has to say about the desert, rather than just looking at what you see with your natural eyes, is to look with eyes of the Spirit. Don't trip up over the dirt, but partner with the gold that you see from the Father, and to look at the desert, and to speak to the desert, and to speak heaven over the desert, to be thunder, ushering in rain that brings life and transformation. This is, this is the John the Baptist mantle. This is the John the Baptist anointing. John the Baptist comes... To usher in the rain. John the Baptist comes as a voice that calls the wave forward. That calls the move of God out. It's almost as if someone said this to me, and this is what got me thinking about it. Someone prophesied this over me and said, there's a wave standing off New Zealand. And Matt, I saw you, and you were standing there, and it's just been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And I said, why is it not coming? Why is it just sitting there? Waves are not meant to be still. They're meant to move. And then what God, God showed her a vision of me calling the wave to come, and then the wave came. There's something about this, and it's not a me, it's an us. I, in the vision, I represented to her the church. There's a us, there's a responsibility we have to see what is backed up on our shores, ready to enter our nation, and to say, come, come. What do we need for this? What do we need to achieve this call? We need eyes to see and ears to hear what God is saying. And then we need courage to speak it out boldly. To speak it out as if we believe what God is saying. Shokalababa. Hoi. Ezekiel 37. Let's just turn there for a second. This is a good one. I, I like this for so many reasons. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Ooh, that's already good. And set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. You know, it's always more attractive to be set on the top of a mountain rather than in the midst of a valley. <laughs> You know, the, he's kind of the prophet that's going, man, couldn't I have been one of those other prophets that was on the mountain? Why did you have to put me in the valley? Some of you might feel like, man, it would have been so cool if you didn't put me in this position that I'm in right now because I'd way rather be in a nicer position. Don't misdiagnose your pressure. You've been put somewhere to bring transformation. <laughs> and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. In these lull seasons, we can often experience a little bit of dryness. <laughs> and he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord, 
you know. In other words, you can imagine having a conversation with God looking at this valley of dry bones, saying, what do you think, man? What do you think? Do you think these guys can live? Well, um, I feel like you're asking me for a reason, but if I was just going to answer any old person, uh, I would pretty much generally say no, but seeing you're asking me, you, you know? Do you know? <laughs> That's the kind of vibe, right? Like, um, and, again, um, and again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Just listen to this right now. Just listen to this right now. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the spirit. The word for breath, spirit and wind is the same. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. He's prophesied to the bones, but now he's prophesying to the spirit. There's two dynamics of prophecy. You prophesy to the flesh, to the natural circumstance, but there's a responsibility also, and that natural circumstance will come into alignment with the word that you prophesy if it's in alignment with, the, the, with what God's saying. But then there's the second step is you prophesy to the spirit. You prophesy to the wind. Um, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. There's two stages. I, I just, I, what, the, the part that I feel is, is especially true for you right now is this, as a church. The wind is waiting for the word. And what I saw this morning when I walked into your church is I saw a and I have not seen in this way for a few years now. But when I walked into your church, I didn't see it last time I came to this church or the time before that. I had a great time and I could sense the presence of God, but I didn't see it. When I walked in this morning, I could see angels in your church. And they were up across the back of the stage and there were others around the room as well. And they seemed like they had been here for some time. But they were not moving. They were waiting. They, they, they were not really moving. And it seemed like they had been waiting in that place. It just seemed, I don't know, but it seemed as if they had been waiting in their places for some time. And I was asking, Lord, what is this? And the presence of God was strong. I could actually hardly sing this morning. The worship was so good. And... He started to remind me of the times where God had shown me angels in the past. So I remember this time in the Philippines when I was in this meeting, and it was a small meeting in a rural area. There was about 100 people, and it was a healing meeting, and people were expecting healing. And I was expecting healing, but I was also expecting people to not just get healed, but to get impacted by the power and presence of Jesus. And 
we got people up the front and we started to pray for people. And yeah, there was like some, some kind of like a little bit of healing going on. But it was like, it was like, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was, it, it felt like I was in that Ezekiel Valley. It felt like it was dry. It felt like there were bones coming together, but it wasn't the breath in the bones. It felt like the, the stuff was coming together, but Spirit, where are you? Fill these people. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like people have been healed, stuff's happening, but there's not a filling. There's something in the spirit. There's not in the practical. Nothing's missing, but in the spirit, something's missing. And in the worship on this particular night at this particular place in the Philippines, I had been standing in front of this flag that said miracles, and I closed my eyes. When I closed my eyes, I actually saw this vivid image of an angel standing in front of me. When I saw that. I fell to the ground, and he looked at me, and he said, My name is Jeffrey, and I'm here for a reason. He had, he had silver hair, and it was like short, like a military haircut. He was tall with a super tanned face. That's just how it was. And like a, a, a European-looking angel. And um, like super clean cut, and I was like... Okay, cool. And I just, that, that, was, that was that. Then I, that, that finished. And then I stood back up and continued worshipping. And, um, and I was kind of like, okay, I don't 100% know what to do with this. But how do I do, like, obviously you said that for a reason. But now what do I do now? And so I'm praying for, it's about the fifth person or something that I was praying for. I've explained to you the, the, what it felt like. And I was in my mind, I was, I, I was praying, praying the prayer, but in my mind I was saying, God, like, how could this become more explosive? Like, how could I, is there anything that I could do different to, so that the Spirit moves? And God said to me, why don't you just take the people over to where you encountered the angel? So I was like, okay. So this person, the next person that I was about to pray for was completely deaf in one ear. And I said, this might sound strange, but we're going to leave the altar and we're going to go stand by that flag by where I was standing in worship. And I just want you to stand there. And then God said to me, and don't pray. I don't want you to pray. I just want you to say. And I just want you to be a commentator for what you see me doing. I want you to put words. I want you to speak out what you see. What you see and what you hear, you say. But don't pray. Just do that. And so... I stood there with my, and he said, don't lay hands. So I, I put my hands behind my back to avoid temptation. And, um, and I said, you stand there. And then I saw an image of this angel coming from behind this girl. And I said, um, I see this angel coming from your right-hand side. And she's standing here like this. And then the angel got his hand and started going like this. Well, I don't understand what that's about, but. And, and I said, that, uh, there's an angel and it's, his hand is circling around your head. I just, that's what he said, just say what you see. The hand is circling around your head. And she starts going like this. And then she just, it's like a bolt of lightning just went whack. And she went, and she flew from about here. And there was a speaker about where the wall is. She hit the speaker and pushed the speaker over, like a big speaker, and landed on the concrete floor. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was legit. And... About two minutes later, she jumps up onto her feet 
and she starts screaming because she's been blind for as long, uh, deaf for as long as she can remember in the ear, and she can completely hear out of that ear. And she starts running around the church. And from that point on, it was like that for every person after that. People were just, pew, pew, it was like a... And, and, but you know what I realized? I realized that, that we can minister one of two ways. We can minister in the anointing, just in the anointing. And that's good. But, we can, but there's a dynamic where we can learn to partner with heaven based on what heaven's saying. And we, can, and we can involve the angelic in our ministry. And when we learn to involve the angelic, and the angelic are assigned to us for a particular reason. When we learn to involve the angelic in the assignment that they're here to partner with us in, and we're intentional about that, then everything gets more explosive. God has given us the resources of heaven for a reason. The reason is because we need them. Listen to this. This is a fascinating scripture. It's in 1 Timothy 1.18. It says this, and you, you know this. You will, you will have heard the scripture before, but I'm gonna, I studied it in the Greek, and I'm going to give you the, tr- the literal translation from the Greek into English. But it reads like this when you just read it. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Have you read that before? That's a good one. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, Timothy, make war. In other words, Timothy, hey, you know, you've, you've, you have received prophetic direction from heaven. You have received, received prophecies. Remember those prophecies. And don't just sit by passively and wait for them to happen, but go to war based on those prophecies. Let those prophecies direct your battle. <laughs> you know what? That actually translates in the, uh, from the Greek transliteral to the English is this. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, as the military commander set as the person of authority over that word, send the... Um, the, the army that is assigned to that word to battle on behalf of the word. That, and, and what it's literally referring to is that when you receive a prophetic word, it's not information, it's grace. And when God gives grace, it comes with the resources of heaven. And those resources of heaven are angels that are assigned to the word. Every prophetic word that's come from God, of course, is some things that are just encouragements, but when you receive a prophetic mantle from the Lord or a commissioning from the Lord, it comes with an angelic resource. It comes with angels from heaven. You can do your own study in that, and you can see that all through Scripture. It's the breath. It's the wind. Prophesy to the wind. He makes his angels winds and his ministers flames of fire. The wind always refers to the angelic. <laughs> There are angels that have been assigned to your prophetic words, and you are their commander. Of course, under Jesus. <laughs> you, they are waiting for your direction. Imagine if you were an army or a troop of soldiers, and your commander was, had no idea that they were in a battle. 
And you were just like, what do we, what do, we do? What's he doing? But the angels are waiting in this church for you to send them. <laughs> yeah. For you to send them. Like there's a, actually heaven is over you. I don't know if you realize this, but, but you have angels that have been assigned to your life. And there are new angels that have been assigned for this new season. This is not strange. Um, this is not strange. This is normal Christianity. Be careful to entertain strangers, for by doing so, many have entertained angels. I remember being in, in Vietnam, riding a motorbike through Vietnam, following a guide whose name was Speedy, which is the wrong name for a guide in Vietnamese traffic when you're on a scooter. And I remember it was getting dark. We had gone two hours out of Ho Chi Minh City. And uh, we were way out in the jungle, and then the traffic came, and Vietnamese traffic is out of control. Anyway, Speedy sped off. We lost Speedy, and we had no idea how to get back. This was before Google Maps. And we were like, Jesus, how do we get back? And we're standing at this, uh, we're sitting at this uh, traffic light, all this traffic around, and this Australian person just walked up like this and just said, the way you get back is you go this way, that way, and then you go this way, and then you turn that way and go this way, and then the church is there, and then he disappeared. And it's, I mean, maybe that was a person with a really amazing gift of a word of knowledge, but, <laughs> and, and, a, and a grace to, to, to just disappear. But also possibly that was an angel. And I just want to say, angels are normal. I remember worshiping, um, having a time of worship in Redding, California, in the in the bush, and there were coyotes around and eagles flying around. It was a cool little place. My little, it was my, the place that I used to pray. And I remember just just singing in tongues, singing in tongues. And I opened my eyes. I was just singing in tongues, singing in tongues. And I was imagining just heaven. I was just imagining Jesus. And I was just in this kind of internal encounter. And then before I knew it, I was seeing angels were in the trees all around me, and I could not see the trees anymore. Because I, because I couldn't see through the angels. They were all around. They were just worshiping with me in this place. Angels are normal. You need to, you need to realize that there are, you don't worship angels. Of course you don't worship angels. But you need to realize that God's given you them for a reason. This is what I feel like God's doing. He's saying, dust off the sword. He's saying, pick up the axe. He's saying, pick up the bow and arrow. Pick up the weapons that have been given to you. It's time to go to war. Not on your own, but it's time to be responsible for the words that have been given to you. And so can we just have the, um, can the worship team, can you guys come on up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a few things now. And we're going to go into a little bit of a time of releasing the word. I mean, I've shared some things that I've felt for right now with you guys. But I, but I believe that what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this meeting right now is He wants to give you a grace to remember. I believe that He's going to actually bring to remembrance some of the things that He's spoken to you, in some cases, even decades ago. Some of the words that He's given to you as individuals, and also some of you are going to, get, are going to remember some of the words that were given to this church. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go into a time of just releasing the angelic to go to war on behalf of the Word. And I believe that crazy things are going to happen. That crazy things are going to happen. I believe it's going to be like that meeting in the Philippines where you can see miracles or you can invite 
the angelic, and it can get super creative. <laughs> so, Jesus. 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 Shola kalama siti libaka. Shota rabababaka. Sila ruma nekisizidibaka. Just in Parirua the other day, by the way, and I was praying in tongues at the conference, and there was a Kurdish girl, and she was saying I was praying in perfect Kurdish. That's cool, eh? Shakala radababaka. Sikala pukoyande. Shila barumane kititiki. Just set your heart before the Lord right now. Shekaliti ridibababuyande tikia. We speak to the wind right now. We speak to the breath, God. I say, come and breathe on these in this church, God. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. And we ask you to bring to remembrance the things that you've spoken. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And awaken within us the word. Awaken within us your word, God. Awaken within us your word. Just say this prayer after me. Just say, Holy Spirit, awaken within me your word. Oh, wow. Awaken within me the word, God. Awaken within us the word, Jesus. Until the Word becomes flesh and dwells amongst us. God, may the Word not just be Word, but may the Word put on flesh. May the Word be seen. God, we thank you for the resources of heaven. And right now we invite the angelic in this room, the angelic that have been assigned to these people, to this church, to be active in this meeting. I invite the angelic to begin to minister. To begin to minister to those who are carrying the word. I invite the angelic to just minister. They're sent to minister to those who are inheriting salvation. That's you. We invite the angelic right now. We invite the angelic right now. We invite the resources. We thank you, God, for your resources. We thank you, God, that you're backing us up. We thank you, God, that we have access to the armies of heaven. We thank you, God, that we are not alone. We thank you, God. <laughs> we thank you, God, that you're the commander of the armies of heaven. And we're many commanders under you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. We speak to the breath. We speak to the wind and we say, breathe. Breathe on your word. Breathe on your word. Breathe on your word. Breathe on this Wellington region. Breathe on this church. We speak to the wind and we say, breathe. Breathe on this place. Breathe on these people. We speak to the eyes. Speak to the ears. I say, be open. 
I declare right now a spirit of wisdom and revelation into the things of God. I speak to your eyes and I speak to your ears and I say, be open. Be open to see, be open to hear. Be alive to remember right now. Some of you have had prophetic words around business and and, and around making lots of money. (laughs) And you've had words about God giving God has given you wisdom. To create wealth. Some of you have had those words and they've been, they've been on you. They've been in you. They may be partially fulfilled or maybe not fulfilled at all, but you know that there's room. You know that they haven't been fully fulfilled. And God's reminding you of them right now. If that's you, just stand up right now. Awesome. 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 We speak to the wind right now. Breathe. Breathe on these ones standing right now. Breathe on these ones standing right now. I declare courage to step into the Word. Courage to step into the Word. Courage to step into the Word. I declare every fear that has held you back from stepping into the things that God has directed you into. Right now, I just break that fear. And God, we thank you for the resources of heaven. We release the angelic. Would you just do that in your own words right now? based on the words that you receive, and I'll, and I'll do it with you. But we release the angelic on behalf of these words to create wealth. We release the angelic right now to make straight the road, to make straight the path, to make straight the path for this prophetic promise to come to pass. Where the road has been crooked, sometimes the road is crooked because we haven't spoken the word, we haven't gone to war with the word. But right now, right now, We release the angelic, we release the resources of heaven to make war according to the word, to make straight the way, to make straight the way. Some of you have had prophetic words about miracles, signs and wonders, about healing, and you're you're like, God, I want this. And some of you are here and you're like, man, I've seen some miracles, I've seen some healings, but this is, but it's, it's, not to the extent of the dream that's in my heart. It's not to the extent of the word that I received. And I want more, God. I want more, God. I want more. I don't want to let that word die, God. I don't want to let that word die in me. I want that word to put on flesh. I want that word to come alive. I want that word to manifest in my life. If that's you, just stand up right now. Father, thank you so much, God. Thank you so much for your promises that are yes and amen. Thank you so much for your promises, God. Thank you so much for your word that goes forth, that does not return void. Thank you so much for your word that is like a hammer that breaks open the wall. Thank you that your word is strong. Your word is powerful. Your word is a word of authority that's above every other authority, that's above every other realm, that's above every other space, that's above every other place. Thank you that your word, based on your word, we have authority. And right now we release the angelic on behalf of the Word for healing, for miracles, for signs, for wonders. And we just release heaven on behalf of those words. And we declare right now creative miracles. We declare right now an increase. We declare right now those words exploding and putting on flesh and coming to life right in front of us in this next season. We declare miracles, Lord. Miracles. We, do, we go to war according to the Word. We declare miracles. Angels be released right now. 
Angels be released right now. Angels be released right now. According to the Word. According to the Word. If you need healing right now, I would recommend it's a good time to be healed. Someone with a thyroid condition right now being healed. Someone with stomach issues right now, it's going to feel like a fire in your stomach. There's fire going into your stomach right now. It's, it's like there's a hand on your stomach right now and fire is going into your stomach. With, with the stomach condition, there's a fire going into your stomach right now and God is healing you in the name of Jesus. Some of you need creative miracles. Father God, we ask for creative miracles. Do you know there are creative miracle angels? I had some friends that um, began to see lots and lots of creative miracles, limbs growing back and things like that. And they, they, at the same time as seeing the creative miracles, they started to see these little tiny blue angels. And they saw, as the, as the creative miracles are happening, these little tiny blue angels were being released, and they were doing the creative miracles. This is an interesting thing. Some of you are called, and you have promises to see creative miracles. Some of you actually, I know Peter was just telling me, he saw the little blue lights in the church this morning. That's that. So we just release those angels right now to go to work according to the word that's come from heaven on behalf of this region, on behalf of the people that God loves. Fire God. Fire God. Fire God. Fire Jesus. Fire Jesus. Some of you have got that prophetic promise and you might be sitting down you might already be standing it doesn't matter but some of you have got a prophetic promise around evangelism and around missions if that's you to stand up you've had these promises about the doors to the nations opening up to you you've had these promises about um we've got the open doors guys he's coming soon and you've got these promises about reaching the persecuted church one of you's got that promise maybe some of you have that promise some of you have got the, this promise about um, seeing restoration come to those who have been stuck in um, sex trafficking and things like that. Just stand up right now. We're just going to declare. I just, I just see, I have this picture, this image of these angels coming and just touching your feet. Just touching your feet. Just touching your feet, giving you courage to run. Touching your feet and giving you courage to run giving you courage to run, touching your feet and putting fire on your feet. Putting fire on your feet. It's going to begin to be hard for you to stay in one place. <laughs> it's going to be, begin to be really difficult for you to stand still because God's putting fire on your feet. God is putting fire on your feet. Do up your shoelaces. Get ready to run because God is putting fire on your feet. We release the angelic right whew, now. Hey. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If there's a prophetic word that you're thinking that's on your heart, that's been, that you've been reminded of in this meeting, 
It's been prophesied over you. I just want you to take some time, and it might be a little bit brave. You, know, you might have to put some words on your lips. I just, want, I just want you to start speaking that out and start releasing the angelic on behalf of that word. Just start speaking that out. Just start speaking that out. Just start that, there's, some, there's something about this. There's something about this, that there are angels that are waiting to be released. Oh, there are angels that are waiting to be released. There are times where, where, where when I've done this, people have, have, have had encounters with beings that look exactly like me, which is interesting because often people's angels often look like them. And, um, and I've had people say to me, hey, you were here. And I've said, no, no, I wasn't there at all. I've never been there. And, and it's, it's what that is, it's the angelic being released. And that's what, that sort of stuff is going to start happening more and more for you. I know that might sound strange, but that's going to start happening. I mean, it's biblical. Peter was knocking on the door and they were like, uh, it must be Peter's angel. They were used, they, in other words, they were used to that. <laughs> They were used to start getting used to that. Jesus. There, I, I just want to just take a little bit of time right now. As a, as a, we're going to go from individual and we're going to go to the body right now. We're going to go to this church right now, Hope Center. Such a rich and vibrant heritage. Such an amazing inheritance that's resting in this church. Such a long and steady and firm inheritance in this church right now. There's a deep well here right now. There's a deep well here right now. And God is, I just believe that God is wanting to remind people of some of the promises that are attached to this well right here. They're attached to this well right here. And I'm going to just create some space. And um, you guys maybe help me with this, but it's going to create some space for those of you, especially those of you who are in leadership in this church. I just believe that God is going to start reminding some of you of some of the prophetic promises concerning this church, some that are old and some that are new. I just want to create some space for you to come and grab this microphone and start to boldly prophesy out and speak out those words. And then together we're going to just say yes and amen to those. We're just going to say yes, 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 and release the angelic on behalf. We're going to start to see an acceleration of the promises of God. Some of those things that have stayed stagnant, some of those things that have been like a desert, it's pretty hard to plant something in a desert and expect it to grow. But if there's thunder and if there's rain then something happens to the soil, something happens to the sand where it becomes easier to grow things now. It's hard for the Word to grow in a desert, but it's easy when you become thunder in the desert. So if you're a, if you're a leader here, or maybe if, if you're just someone here that's remembering a Word that's associated with this place, it's on your heart, I just want to invite you to come on up and prophesy it out. Uh, this is a word I got when I first came to this church 14, 15 years ago. And it was, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So I just state that out there and pray for the uh, prophesy to the breath. Uh, come and make that established. Send your angels on assignment into it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Um, a few years ago, Bob Hazlitt was at the uh, 
manifest, oh, whatever, heavens, Caldwell Heavens Presence Conference, and he prophesied um, over our church that this would be a centre for creativity, that people would come from all around the world, uh, and they would come for worship, they would come for creativity, and that this place would be established. And he saw a building on the corner that looked out over the city, and it had influence over our city and over the creative uh, in our nation. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's just pray that out. Cool. Okay. Father, we just thank you for that word. We thank you uh, that you see this as a creative hub of your presence and of your glory. And that where your spirit would draw people from all around the world to come and express the creative presence of heaven. And Father, we thank you for the enabling of buildings. We thank you for the enabling of people, and we thank you that, God, (laughs) that this would be a place known for the creative presence and the creative life and the creation of heaven. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, A few years ago, um, I I struggled, my wife and I struggled to come back to church for, for a while, and uh, for months, I didn't want to come back to church. But, and so I asked God, and God showed me this vision. I've shared this vision with Pastor Paul. I think only Pastor Paul I've shared this vision with. And uh, God showed me, um, uh, uh, I came back to church, and I stood in front of the, the actual uh, stage. And behind the stage was a, a waterfall. And a waterfall became, uh, water became liquid gold. And liquid gold came with gemstones and all that type of things. And I feel like now it's time for that. It's about to happen. Those normal water is going to turn into gold, liquid gold running. Mm. So we're going to experience in that as well. But I, I've already uh, shared with Pastor Paul that, that the people were experiencing wetness in their shoes uh, and with the, in the natural because of that waterfall. Yeah, wow. Come on. We, we just... We, we just, right now, we speak to the water right now. We speak to the water of the Word. We speak to the water of the Word, and we invite your glory, God. We ask for your glory. We say, God, show us your glory. We prophesy to the glory. We say, glory, come. We just declare that the glory of God will be manifest in this house, that the glory of God will be manifest in our lives, that signs and wonders, signs that make us wonder, would be evident all around us. Signs that make us wonder will be evident all around us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Um, there's a couple of, um, a couple of prophetic words. One um, is just seeing that God has declared over Hope Center it would be a revival house. A house that would resource the revival move in the body of Christ uh, across New Zealand, that there were wells of revival that God has deposited into, into this church. Um, and I was just sitting there thinking, man, there's just so much that's been prophesied. So I was kind of just interested to see what was coming up. But, but as I was thinking, um, as I was sitting there, I was reminded of, and some of you might have heard me mention this, that recently um, there was a prophet in America. I've never met him. He prophesied over, he had a vision and prophesied over Hope Center back in 2007. And he prophesied that there was, he, he saw the building and there was precious stones all over the, 
all over the roof of, of the building on the, on the inside. And uh, last year, that prophecy, he went to his desk and the prophecy had somehow automatically printed off and, and it sat on his desk. So he had this on his computer and, and he grabbed it and he didn't know how it had got printed. And he felt like the Lord say, look, send it again. So he prophesied it in 2007 and said, hey, this is the time. This is the time. So he sent it to Michael Livengood, who sent it, who sent it to me. And the interesting thing about that is that I had been having little tiny, tiny, just little gems turn up at home, um, you know, in, in prayer. And so I just think it was, it was like the Lord saying, I'm not exactly sure what the Lord's saying, but, but it's like the Lord's saying, you know, expect heaven, expect the miraculous, expect, you know, you know, the, the, the signs and the wonders and the things that go, why, Lord? You know, why, why would you do that? What, what says the things that make you wonder? And there's so much that God has prophesied, but it was, I just thought it's fascinating that that prophecy got printed off. And he asked his wife, did you print this off? And she said, I didn't print it off. So he doesn't know some techno Google glitch and... Uh, you know, some supernatural angel pressure. But I want to say something else about, about angels is that on a couple of weeks ago when we had the worship night, in the worship night, it was like angels were playing with, with, with me. There was a couple of times that I felt something. And then at one point, it was like somebody just lifted up my hand. It was like weightless. I didn't have to. And, uh, and the cool thing about this, I knew it was angels. I knew it was angels. And the cool thing is we're driving home. And Krista started to say, you know, it was an angel just putting a, their hands on my, on my back. And then Janelle was saying, yeah, it was the same with me. I was having this other thing. And everyone was having, and I was just curious to find out. You, you guys remember that worship night? You remember that night of worship? Um, this isn't a test of spirituality, but if you felt like you had something, do you want to give us a bit of a wave? You felt like you had something? And, uh, and, and, and I reckon... You know, when you've been talking about that, I'm going, yeah, Lord, I don't want them just standing around. I want them busy. I want to prophesy to them. <laughs> I want to say, come on, get active. And uh, so I thought it's so fascinating that you've been talking about angels because that was just, you know, what we were starting to um, uh, experience. So I just feel kind of goosey talking about it. Yeah. I, I, as you started talking about that, like... I'm always looking around where's the air conditioning and stuff because it's like there's like wind coming from all angles right now. Like, like there's nothing behind me. Like there's, um, there's, you, it's important, hey, Paul, it's important to be, to be um, attentive. It, of course, we don't want to exaggerate if it's just the air conditioning, it's the air conditioning. But we want to be aware, like, what are the, what are the angelic doing in this room right now? What are they doing in this room right now? I mean, if you can learn to partner with the angelic, it's things go up a whole level, and this is amazing. The the the, the glory. We've been asking for the glory. We've been asking God show us your glory. These gemstones, this whole prophecy in two thousand seven that's awakened again right now. This is the answer to that to that cry. Like God show us your glory. It's heaven spilling out. It's heaven popping into this world and just manifesting into this world in all sorts of shapes and sizes. And that's what we want. And worship is such a key for that. I feel like let's just, let's just finish tonight with, with, a, with some worship. And um, why don't we just stand on up 
And uh, guys, you guys are such a special team. I'm just like overwhelmed actually with how awesome you guys are. I just, I don't know how to encourage you in a way that's meaningful enough, but just keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. All of you. <laughs>